The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I have a funny little story to tell here to begin today's homily. It just occurred to me as I was reflecting on the word today. And several years ago, I was flying through Denver, Colorado. So if you don't know Denver, it's the mile high city. So high altitude. And it was, it was the summertime and they were experiencing record high temperatures. And I'm sitting on the plane and it's a full plane. And all of a sudden, the captain comes on and says to everybody, it's too hot to take off. And, you know, living in Michigan or Wisconsin, you never heard that before. But he said, yeah, our, aeronaut- our aeronautical engineers have informed us that the weight of the plane, given the high temperatures, uh, we're too heavy. We won't generate enough lift given these high temperatures and the high altitude of Denver. So we got to wait it out until the temperature uh, decreases. And I'm thinking, well, thank God for those aeronautical engineers. <laughs> Good to know that now before we try to lift off and, you know, fail, right? So my point in sharing that is that we have certain laws of physics. We have certain material laws that govern our existence. The law of gravity, for example, and other such laws are laws that we take for granted on a certain level, but then you have these moments like taking, trying to take off in you know, 100 degree weather at a mile high altitude, you know, that you wouldn't normally think of. But thank God someone's thinking about those things. I'm sure they learned from, you know, experience, right? And so we, we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that. It's not a good idea to try to run your car into another car or to a brick wall, right? These are obvious things where I'm not going to try to, you know, get to my car faster by jumping out my second-story bedroom window, Right? wouldn't end well. So there are certain laws, physical laws, that we all obey without really thinking about it. Well, I think when we hear Jesus talk about the law and the commandments, we should make a a similar kind of connection. That there are also spiritual laws that govern the universe. 
We don't often think of it that way. I think we tend to reduce it to uh, morality. We tend to reduce the spiritual laws that govern the universe to morality alone. But I'm here to tell you, it goes beyond morality. Morality is a good thing. And there's a lot of moral laws that probably most of us here take for granted or would easily assent to and say, yeah, that's a good moral law. But it goes beyond the morality of it. Because God created the universe with these physical laws, like the law of gravity. And there's all kinds of, you know, physics. I'm not an aeronautical engineer or a physicist, but anybody out here an engineer like that or a physicist? Now, this reminds me of when I asked if there are any lawyers here this morning. <laughs> and no lawyers in church. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got to pray for those lawyers and those engineers, right? We need them too. Because I think if we can help, they can help us make these connections. But, but, but then the theologians and, and the spiritual writers can also make connections for them. Science and faith are not at odds with each other. They're not at odds with each other. So the point is that when God created the universe with certain physical laws, he also created the universe with spiritual laws. Because we're not just material beings. Amen? Amen. We have a soul. We have a spirit. And so just as the body has to follow certain laws... You know, like you can't eat 30 Reese's Pieces this week when you go trick-or-treating, right? Within an hour, as much as you might want to do that, or whatever your favorite candy might be. If you try to eat 30 candy bars inside of an hour, probably not going to turn out so well for you, right? Especially the older you get, as much as I might want to do that. So we've got these physical laws that we have to obey, But then we have these spiritual laws as well. And they're not meant to cramp our style. They're not meant to make us miserable. Just like those physical laws are there to keep us safe, right? When we we, uh, come up with traffic laws, most traffic laws, right? They're there to, to help us be safe and stay safe. Well, it's the same thing with spiritual laws that God has established, whether they're written down or not. Although many of them are, the spiritual laws are there to help us stay, not only stay safe, but to actually thrive. Because as Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And I look at the choir and I was thinking of Tim and I'm so happy to have the choir here. You guys are awesome. So beautiful. And even in music, right, there are laws to good music. Amen? Can I get an amen from the choir? (laughs) Right? And you know when someone breaks one of those laws because you're like, oh, well, that person was really out of tune, you know? Right? Tim's like, come on, guys, you know, let's let's get in order here, right? You got to have order in the choir in order to have true beauty. We know beautiful music when we hear it. And we know not so beautiful music when we hear it. 
Why? Because there are laws that govern the harmony of music. When you, redu- you can reduce music, in a sense, to math- mathematics, right? The, the waves, the sound waves and everything. So there are these laws. And so I think it just helps us to ponder that. Because I know sometimes we can struggle with obeying the law. And it's true that we couldn't love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. We couldn't love our neighbor as ourselves. We couldn't do that. We can't do that unless God himself loved us like that first. As St. John would say in his letter. Now this is love. St. John in his first letter says, chapter 4. Now this is love. God has loved us first. And so because he's loved us First, totally, completely, unconditionally, we then in turn can love like that with his help, only by his grace. He, he gives the example. He gives the ultimate example. But then he, he not only gives us the example, he not only gives us the law, but then he gives us his grace, his power and his presence. You can turn to, your, turn to your neighbor and say, God's grace is his power and his presence. <laughs> God's grace is his power and his presence. And so by that grace, we are able then to follow the law, to fulfill the law, to, to thrive, to flourish. But only by his grace. Why? Because sin entered the world. So when God gave Adam and Eve that one rule, the one rule, he said, you know, if you touch this tree, you're going to die. And it's not because he wanted them to die, (laughs) but there was a certain order to which he created the garden and the universe. And they had to learn to trust him that he had established all of this for their good. And of course, the devil himself comes in there and he, and he sows doubt in their hearts. And he convinced them that they had to grasp happiness for themselves, that they had to make a name for themselves, that they had to provide for themselves. So they distrusted God and his law and they took matters into their own hands and unfortunately suffered the consequences. Death, sickness, disease, suffering entered the world because they disobeyed the law. Now, God was not going to let that lie And he wasn't going to let sin and death have the last word. But it's true, we still suffer the consequences of original sin. And so we need his help now to know the law. Because God didn't even want to put it down in writing. Because as he said, he wrote it on our hearts. When he made us in his own image and likeness, that law was written on our hearts. 
And to some degree, it's still there. That's called the natural law. So to some degree, the natural law is able to be known by all of us. You know, do good, avoid evil. (laughs) But now, (laughs) you know, so when did God first give the law in writing? Gave it to Moses, right? So that was a long time after Adam and Eve. But then Moses put it down in writing as God asked him to do. But that wasn't God's preference. He held out for a while, but then he's like, okay, you guys are just so messed up. We got to put it in writing. We got to put it in writing here. Because we don't want to become legalistic. We don't want to become legalistic, although here in the States, we tend to be rather real, uh, legalistic for sure. Because our, our spiritual heritage uh, comes from the, you know, the, well, anyway, I won't get into that right now. So it tends to be very legalistic. Let's just leave it at that. So that, that's helpful to some degree. But then there's the spirit of the law. And that's what the Beatitudes were all about. And as Jesus preached his Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Whoa, that wasn't ever in the law, you know? How do I do that? How do I do that? Only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. How can I forgive those who have hurt me? Only by the grace of God. And so the Lord, little by little, he invites us to allow him to love us and to fill us with his love and his light more and more each and every day so that we can, in fact, go out and shine that light in the darkness and be the leaven, the the salt of the earth, the light of the world. So let's ask him today, Lord, help me to receive all of this love that you give me this great unconditional love. And then help me to go out in turn and and to shine my light, the light that comes from you. Help me to shine your light that I've received that becomes my light insofar as I receive it and cherish it and nurture it. And help me to love my neighbor as myself. Help me to love others as you have loved me. Amen. Amen.